Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 20th episode of Season 2 of the Coffin Corner Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Pumpkin, with me, as always, is my good friend, Mr. Rich. Rich. Big and rich. What's up? I wish that were true. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know, just uh, coming down off a Thanksgiving feast last week. I don't know if you're still eating leftovers. Are you out of leftovers yet? Uh, I am finally. I was going to say, are you out? Yeah, I turned uh, turned some leftover turkey into a turkey chili, and it was okay. It wasn't uh, wasn't anything to write home about, but uh, it was just better than eating a turkey sandwich for the fifth day in a row. <laughs> <laughs> say more turkey yeah. sandwich. Just got to mix it up every now and again. Well, because my parent, my dad bought a 21 pound turkey for three people, and then my mom um, didn't have any leftovers because she's like going, she's like trying to eat healthier right now. So it was me and my dad mm-hmm. to basically eat 18 pounds of turkey. Um, I know he still has <laughs> some left, so it's. Yeah, a lot of turkey. Go get yourself a second batch. I told him buy a smaller bird. Like, get a smaller one next there's time. There's basically two of us eating it. You could have gotten a 10-pounder and we would have been fine. You could have gotten a pheasant. <laughs> <laughs> pheasant. Merry Christmas. Yes. What day is it, young what, boy? What day is today? <laughs> <laughs> well, I would like to just say, as a Commanders fan, uh, congratulations. Oh, thank you. Um, because they are now... They are now a part of the most watched NFL game ever, not a Super Bowl. Yeah. Or sorry, most watched Thanksgiving game ever. Yes, yes. I, I thought you were talking about firing Jack Del Rio. Um, I thought you were being genuine, and I, I'm actually pretty pretty happy about that, even though it took two years later than, than it should have. Um, but it's the first of many. I think it took me approximately 30 seconds to text you after I got like five notifications yes. about it. Yeah, I it, it it took too long for Ron to save his own job, which is the real shame. Um, but yeah. it's it was bound to happen, and and it's funny. I mean, not to get ahead of ourselves, but looking at the line for the Dolphins Commanders game, the Dolphins are only favored by nine and a half. And I'm like, okay, just because they fired Del Rio doesn't mean the defense is going to not be ass. Like the Dolphins are going to win that by fourteen. I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm just saying. Every team, the game after they fired someone this season has gone off. Right, but it's only the defensive coordinator. It's not the coach. So nothing's really changing other than. Well, I mean, last week, the the Pittsburgh Steelers fire Matt Canada. Mm -hmm. And then have over 400 yards offense for the first time in like 50-something games. Yeah, 59 games. So, I'm just, I'm if, just saying. If the Commander's defense shuts down the Dolphins and they pull off the upset, I, I will lose my freaking mind. <laughs> because at this Wouldn't point, be awesome? we're, the, we're the fifth pick, and I'm staring at like Joe Alt, that six foot eight left tackle, like, yes, please, give me. Um, so any wins at this point that just screw up our draft pick are going to piss me off. <laughs> Understand. Yeah, I just want, I want our new Trent Williams. Who's going to protect Sam Howell's blind side for 10 years. That's what I want. As a Lions fan for many years, I was happy when they would lose because we'd be getting another draft pick and hopefully we'd be better the next year. But if we won, I'd be happy that week. 
yeah. then after that, it I would not be happy. Yeah, I mean, you get the thrill <laughs> of your team winning, but then come April when they're picking like 11th and could have been picking 5th, you're like, son of a bitch, was it worth it? <laughs> How many bad seasons did the Lions have where they picked 8th or ninth, And I'm yeah. like... Guys, and how many of those top ten picks did not, not work out? <laughs> I'm looking at you, uh, Mike Williams and Brandon uh, Pettigrew, Carlos Rogers. Was it Carlos Rogers? What was his name? Brandon Pettigrew. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, we got a, we got on happy a tangent. I hope you. Enjoy, I'm glad you enjoyed yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, we're good at those. Um, we're gonna start off. We're about two-thirds of the way done with the season now, so it's time for some more rapid-fire questions. Yeah, I, I've, it had been a couple weeks since we did it last. I figured now is a good time to check in again. Thanksgiving, you know, it feels like right now the playoff push is starting. After Thanksgiving, it feels like that's the time of year where teams are either focused on the playoffs or focused on the draft. So it's a good time to, to check in. Um, we'll see how many of these answers have changed. But... Why don't you start us uh, off? I wish I remembered my last answers. Well, but. I know. We should have written it down, actually. Uh, but <laughs> that's we, I, I'm saying we should write them down this time while we're so doing it. at the end them. of the season. That way, that on, at the end of the season when we do it, we'll know at least what the, the after Thanksgiving Good call is. Um, all right. So, who, as long as you start us off, who is the best team in the NFC to you? All right. So, let's go. I'm looking at the NFC, and I don't think that there's any question despite some weird uh, games where they probably could have and should have lost I still think the Eagles are the best team in the NFC yeah a 10 and 1 uh, finding ways to win even when they shouldn't I think that they're they're in a good place yeah I, I have to agree because if you look at the other the other options really are the 49ers Cowboys and Lions and the 49ers really struggled when they dealt with injuries. The Lions have been struggling the last two games. Um, and the Cowboys only beat up on bad teams. They've done nothing impressive. So it really just comes down to the Eagles. And the Eagles have some impressive wins. Chiefs, the Bills. Like, yeah, they um, their one loss is terrible. I think it was against the Jets. But they've beaten yeah. some very good teams. And... Yeah, they they are the most dominant and complete looking team to me so far. I agree. Now, what about the AFC? All right, uh, this one's got a few more it's a options. Uh, it's hilarious to me that the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Browns are both seven and four. That's just crazy <laughs> to me. But they are not in my conversation. Neither are the Jaguars, actually, even though they're 8-3. and three. Trevor Lawrence has just not looked good this year, and somehow they're still 8-3, and three, so that's good for them. I think it would come to, it comes down between the Dolphins, the Chiefs, and the Ravens, and I just feel over... They got a bye week this week. They haven't even had one yet, and in all those weeks they've played, they're still 9-3. and three. And I think the Ravens' defense, leading the league in sacks, I believe, one of the better defenses in the NFL. I think the only one, as far as fantasy goes, that scores more points than them is the Cowboys. So they've got a really good defense. And Lamar Jackson somehow losing J.K. Dobbins for the year did not even slow them down. Gus Edwards and uh, Keaton Mitchell. Yeah. Good combo there. And then, of course, all their uh, 
uh, Mark Andrews is out for the year. So that's we'll see how that affects them going forward. Um, but they got Isaiah Likely, who when Andrews was hurt last year, became a massive threat. He can't seem to do anything when Andrews is healthy. But now that he's the guy, we'll see what Likely can do. But I think the, the Ravens are a very good team. I think the Kansas City Chiefs are finally figuring out how to use Rashi Rice as their number one receiver. Yeah, man, I should have well uh, with him again last week in, in I know. I'm like, I was looking at that because I was like, Richie got a huge win last week. I'm like, oh, the one week he didn't pick Rashi I Rice. I was kicking myself. <laughs> but that Justin Watson guy somehow came out of nowhere. He's doing well. Rashi Rice, like, they're trying, they're finally figuring out what they're going to do as far as passing goes on that team, and so it's working out pretty well for them. And the Dolphins, they just seem like they're coasting right now. I don't think that they're like – they're 8-3. and three. They're still winning games, but it, they do not look like the team they were at the beginning of the season right now. So if they can go back to their high-powered, high-scoring offense like they had at the beginning of the year, they would definitely be in the running for that top spot. But right now they're just kind of coasting, it feels like, which is fine. You can coast in the playoffs as long as you can put your foot on the gas. Right. Yeah, the Dolphins have been interesting that they've kind of slowed down their their prolific offense. Is really, I mean, they're still winning and they're still good, but they're not beating up on its teams. And I know, like, um, uh, oh, blanking Tyreek Hill has to average like 120 yards a game to hit 2,000, like he wants to. So I mean, they. They're, they're not on the same pace they were at the start of the season. So, um, yeah, this is a lot tougher, man. I, I got to be honest. I I don't believe the Ravens are the best team in the AFC, but they really do look like it right now just because the Chiefs are having issues. The Bills are just completely falling apart. The Bengals lost Burrow. Um, the Browns, I love their defense, but... They're on like their third starting quarterback, and and Joe Flacco's their backup now. So it's, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I, man, I don't know. I, I it's easy <laughs> to say Ravens just because they look the best right now. I just I don't have a lot of this. This is a lot harder than the NFC because there's better teams in the NFC. Like the NFC has a, a, yeah. a couple teams at the top, and then there's going to be some terrible teams as the sixth and seventh seed where the AFC, they're going to be good teams that miss the playoffs. Like the Texans are, are playing. I mean, not, they lost the Jags, but they had been on a hot streak. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'll, I'll go with the Ravens and, and the thing that stands out to me that I just saw their point differential plus plus one thirty seven on the season. Um, yeah, that's pretty good. That is pretty good. So yeah, I don't know what it is about them. I'm just not, uh, I'm not like, it's not definitive. I don't look at them like, oh, yeah, they're definitely going to be the number one seed in the AFC. It's like, I have no freaking clue what's going to happen in that division or that conference. <laughs> yeah, they, they're they finally getting... The part that's going to make them scary is the fact that they're finally getting Odell Beckham and Zay Flowers working in the same games. So, Yeah. Along with him running. Along with, you know... Lamar just doing what Lamar does. So. Well, then they had Gus Edwards was scoring a touchdown every game for a while. They've got Keaton Mitchell's coming along, and it looks like, you know, he he could be that breakout guy in December that that surprises everybody. Mm-hmm. 
Nope. All right. Well, what about the worst team in the NFL? Um, I would say that this is a toss-up. But uh, certain teams that I thought were the worst are actually playing well now. Bears, 4-8, and eight, kind of surging. Uh, once they got Montez Sweat, somehow that entire team just decided they were going to actually play football. <laughs> um, the It really boils down to, for me, I... I would love to put the two and ten Cardinals in there, but I just feel like well, this might be Homer's talking. I don't know. I think that they're decent uh, enough with a bad record, but the Patriots and the Panthers are the two absolute worst teams in the NFL by far. And so I think I don't see the Patriots winning again. I could see the Panthers pulling out another win. So I'm going to say the Patriots. Or the the yeah, the Patriots are the worst team in the league. That's that's a good one. Um I agree with what you're saying about the Panthers. It's funny. We were talking about coaches being fired. I, I there's a possibility that they, they beat the Bucks on Sunday. Like they got a new coach. New offensive mindset. I mean, they could come out there and surprise everybody just like the Raiders did a couple weeks ago. You talk about Matt Canada being mm-hmm. fired. Like, yeah, it it could get them a couple wins to end the season. Um, and and they have Listen. talent. Like, I, I like a lot of the players on the Panthers. Um, but, yeah, the Patriots, I, there's not a single player on the Patriots that I look at and think like, oh, that's that's somebody that they can build around, or like that's somebody that like I wish was on and my team. And when you start start Mac Jones and keep pulling him for Bailey Zappi in the middle of games over and over, what do you think is going to happen to either of those two's psyche? Well, yeah, and you know? Bailey Zappi is just as ineffective. It's not like he's coming in and doing anything other. Mac Jones will throw an interception. They'll put Bailey Zappi, and he'll also throw an interception. Like we couldn't. Just left yeah, Mac exactly. Jones in to do that. Um, the this is their last games. Listen to this. They've got the Chargers. I feel like they'll get trounced by the Chargers. They really should. They'll be at Pittsburgh, who has a really good defense. Yep. Versus Kansas City. Yeah. At Denver. At Buffalo. And then versus the Jets. The only chance they even have of a win. I feel like. Yeah. To end the season. Yeah, I agree. I, I th- and, and it it behooves them to to lose more games um and and draft a top quarterback that they need so desperately mm-hmm. and and we'll probably have a new head coach next year too. So, um yeah, I agree. Patriots just You a- know, it's funny on the radio this week the big topic of conversation was whether or not Bill Belichick will be will separate from the team at the end of the season, and I was like, I was talking about that four weeks ago. Yeah, yeah I know they're lagging behind. <laughs> it's funny. I was reading about that today too, because um, you know the Commanders beat writers are already putting out like lists of coaching candidates like we'd like to see, and of course they've got Ben Jones on there, which I love, and um, Harbaugh. Um, Who? Ben Jones, isn't that the offensive ben coordinator? 
for the Lions? Ben, ben Johnson. Johnson. Thank you. Johnson. Ben, ben, ben Jones is, is... Is that the Madden running back? No, that was Ben Bones. <laughs> ben Bones. Just all the Bens. Um, but then they had Belichick, and they said, like, you know, the commanders may trade for him, but if they wait, he may just get fired anyways. And I think that's what a lot of teams are going to look at. Like, is he going to get cut and we can just sign him, or are we going to have to trade picks for him like the De- Broncos did with Sean Payton? No. Um, I don't know. I... I I don't like the concept of getting Bill Belichick when he looks like this, but I was listening to the radio and they were talking about that, and they mentioned that Andy Reid going to the Chiefs at the time was the same thing. Like, he was ineffective in Philly, left, went somewhere else, and has won two Super Bowls. So it's like, oh, you know, maybe maybe it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. So we'll see. Belichick with Howell would be an interesting combination. Yeah, I I think. Yeah. Hey, Raj, what's up? Good to see you. Um, what's up, Raj? Most likely, team will do better for sure, for sure. Yeah, I wouldn't. I I wouldn't mind Belichick. My my biggest thing is just keep Howell. Don't don't trade up. Don't waste picks on a quarterback. Um. Build around it. We got we have so such an opportunity to get five starters in the first three rounds. Like I don't know. We'll see what happens. But uh, all right. So Patriots. We both agree. How about current MVP leader? I think this might be a little more difficult, or at least will be different. This is difficult yeah. <laughs> because because I really want to give two answers. Oh, cheating! A quarterback option and then a non-quarterback option because I think there is someone that deserves to be in the conversation that's not well maybe it's not that they're not but it's like everyone always talks about qbs for mvp so i'll start with the one that's not qb i think christian mccaffrey is definitely a mvp candidate i think he's uh he's over no he's not over a thousand yards rushing yet he's at 939 with 11 touchdowns but on top of that he's also got 48 receptions almost 400 yards and five more touchdowns receiving it's ridiculous, A, how good he is, and B, how bad the 49ers look without him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And if we're talking about most valuable player on a team, if I wanted to put Brock Purdy into the, that list, I have to think about how he looked without Christian McCaffrey on the team. And... If you're not the guy making the impact on the team, I don't think you're the most valuable player. That would make the other guy, right? So I think that Brock Purdy deserves consideration, just stats alone and with the record, but he's not even the MVP on the team. So Christian McCaffrey's my guy. And if I had to go um, outside of, if I had to go quarterback, that's where things get a little tougher. Um, I was looking at this earlier, trying to decide between all of them. And it's funny because players like Russell Wilson have very good stats on a okay team. Like Russell Wilson's actually having a really good season. He's at 2,200 yards, 20 touchdowns with four interceptions. Yeah. But they started off the year so bad. No one's thinking about him. He managed to pull them back from the edge of disaster, but. Um, and with what's happened with Jared Goff lately, he has good stats. 
except the the what is it like five touchdown or five interceptions the last three or four games without those five interceptions he's 18 and three with 3,000 yards on the eight and three team uh, he would be in the hunt I would think um but yeah this it's just really hard uh Patrick Mahomes I hate to say it but looks like the uh the candidate right now to me Mahomes Mahomes he's got three almost 3,000 yards 21 touchdowns nine interceptions but he's got his team eight and three I don't know Jalen Hurts stats are not as impressive I don't think because he's the only other one and he's on the best team Right. Um, record. But you don't think like Josh Allen or Tua, the, their stats? Well, see, Josh Allen, uh, he's he's in the same boat as Russell Wilson. So if we're going to throw Josh Allen in there, Russell Wilson's in there. Well, I'm just wondering because you said Mahomes, but Allen, like Tua has 22 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. So he's got more touchdowns, one more touchdown, one more interception, more yards. Tua was the other one. I couldn't find him on the list I'm looking at right here, but I'm glad you mentioned him because he's the other one. It was it would be Tua or Mahomes. Okay. Yeah, I you talked about Brock Purdy. I don't Brock Purdy's not even on the top ten MVP candidates to me. Like it's not nothing that he does is that impressive. It's just he's surrounded by all those people. Um but this is a tough one because I think this year, as of right now, it doesn't go to a quarterback. It either goes to Christian McCaffrey or it goes to Tyreek Hill. One of those two, by far, because um, they're just light years ahead of everybody else in their positions. Quarterbacks, no one's standing out. See, they're not, though. Tyreek isn't. You don't think Tyreek Hill is? 200 more yards, three more touchdowns? He's averaging 20 more yards a game than Keenan Allen, who's next in yardage? He has, what is that? I'm looking at numbers here. Nine less catches. Right, I he's mean, doing no, it on more less catches. Pretty. He's got more yards on less catches. Like that's even more impressive. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I'd put them on the same level right oh, now. I know. I, I, it's the same thing to me with McCaffrey. That because you look at Raheem Mostert, who has more touchdowns, um, forty less attempts, and only hundred and fifty less yards. So, like, if you, if to me, it's like if if you're comparing Keenan Allen to Tyree Kill, then I look at Raheem Mostert and think, man, he's up there with McCaffrey for me. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, there's no, there's no one running away with it. It really, especially at quarterback. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you which quarterback if I, if they had to give the award out right now, I couldn't tell you which quarterback I think deserves it. Like, yeah, I mean, there's so yeah. many that they're all just kind of, cause you get the ones that like Sam Howell, Josh Allen, they got a bunch of yards, but then they also have a bunch of interceptions. Um, yeah, I don't know there. I mean, there are some like Dak Prescott. 23 touchdowns, six interceptions. You mentioned Russell Wilson, um, Goff. Yeah, if it wasn't for the last couple games, um, but yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's it's tough. Um, I'm I'm probably my vote would have to be McCaffrey though because, like you said, when he was out, the 49ers looked like ass. Like, yeah, they were so yeah. bad. Like, it was hard to yeah, watch. when when they were missing him and Debo and everybody. Like, yeah, they were. Terrible. So. Mm-hmm. All right. 
Yep, mine's McCaffrey. All right. But I'm curious to see what uh, if anybody pops off in the last couple weeks, kind of separates from the pack. All right. Um, all right, current offensive rookie of the year. I think this one's pretty easy. I I don't even think we have to talk about it. It's yeah. CJ Stroud, and it's by a mile. Yeah, it really is. CJ Stroud, we didn't even mention him in the MVP thing, only because he's a rookie. I didn't mention him, but he should be right there in there with that. 19 touchdowns, five interceptions, 3,200 yards. Yeah, if, if he can Those lead the team. Ridiculous stats. If he leads them to the division title, um, then I, I think people will start to mention his name. They, they, they mentioned his name a couple weeks ago when they had the big game with Tampa Bay, and then it's kind of fizzled out a little bit. Um, but, mm-hmm. yeah, because it's going to come down to what does the team end up doing. Like, if they if they don't make the playoffs, it's not gonna he's not gonna get as much attention. But if he if they win the division, then I can see people definitely being um, on his uh, on his side. But for rookie of the year, though, absolutely, I can't even tell you. I mean, I'm trying to think of like the but Bijan Robinson is is not he hasn't done enough in the first half of the season to be in the conversation. Um, Jameer Gibbs, same thing. There's no. You know, Puka Nakua started off super hot. He's kind of fizzled off a little bit. Um, I can't even think of any offensive, other offensive rookies that come to mind. I'm, I'm trying to... Th- I'm looking... Uh, why is stat news, muse? Kyron Williams is another one. Is he a rookie? But he was hurt. Yeah. Well, no. Is I didn't he? think so. Or maybe last year he was. Yeah, he was drafted in 2022. He came out of nowhere, so I thought he was a rookie. Yeah. NFL Draft 2023. I, I hate that there's not a place to easily uh, track rookie stats. Um. No, but what you can do is you just look up the odds right now, and, and that'll tell you who's, who's most favored. So, um, CJ Stroud minus 9,000. Obviously, <laughs> uh, Puka Nakua, yeah. Jameer Gibbs, Bijan Robinson plus three thousand. They're the next ones. Um, Zay Flowers oh, plus seventy five hundred. Jordan Addison plus ten thousand, and then A Chain and Rasheed Rice plus ten thousand. So I mean, those are the closest. But was was Gibbs not on that? Yes, yeah, he was. Uh, Puka Nakua, Jameer Gibbs, and Bijan Robinson are all plus three thousand. I know they'd never give it to a tight end, but Laporta and da- Dalton Kincaid. Laporta some good tight ends is plus 20,000 right now. Tank nice. Dell plus 15,000. Yeah, I was going to mention him. Same team. Yeah. The guy, if he won it, but the guy throwing it to him didn't, that would be uh, kind of weird. pretty funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's Strouds to lose by, by easily. Mm-hmm. All right. What about rookie defensive rookie of the year? Uh, what is that guy's name? Will Anderson. Will yeah, Anderson Will from Anderson. the Texas. Will Anderson and Jalen Carter are two the two that popped to mind. Yeah, Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter's been going off on the uh, on the Eagles, and Will Anderson's been playing really well for the Texans. Yeah. Yeah, Jalen Carter's probably one of those two. Um I I think let me see. Uh yeah, he is the he is the odds leader right now, minus two fifty. 
Devin Went Witherspoon for the Seahawks is actually number two, plus two hundred. Oh yeah, there's another good, really good yeah. one. Uh, Will Anderson plus sixteen hundred, and then Brian Branch plus five thousand. Not bad. So that doesn't surprise me. Brian Branch has been freaking ridiculous. That, for the that is awesome. Yeah, I feel like Jalen Carter. Just watching him, you know, he doesn't. He's not padding stats. He's got four sacks, but it's he's just involved in every play. He's, be, he's impacting them. Um, so yeah, I, I think he's he's probably gonna win it. Um, I don't see Witherspoon or anybody moving past him. I wanted to ask you your opinion on this because I I, I hear this a lot on the radio, um, and especially after the Packers game, people were talking about the Lions. The Lions traded DeAndre Swift to take Jameer Gibbs. They could have kept Swift and drafted Jalen Carter instead. Do you wish they had Jalen Carter, or are you happy with how that draft ended up? Um, I'm happy with it. I like, I like, uh, God, my mind's blank. Oh, Jameer Gibbs. I like Jameer Gibbs, and I like that he's, he can do what Swift wasn't doing which is run up the middle and catch swing passes. Swift would either run into the back of his lineman or he'd pop it outside or catch a swing pass. But he never, like, ran the play the way the play was designed. Mm, okay. And they they had a really good line, so there's no reason he should have been popping, popping like that all the time. I don't know. I think Gibbs is just a better runner overall, and he's younger. So they upgraded for more years at the halfback position and got got something out of it. So I'm happy with it. What I'm not happy with is that Jack Campbell pick. That guy is not good so far. Is he not having he a good season? I, I, I mean, beforehand, we were excited about I mean, it based off his pre-drafts. I mean, he's, hey, he's got stats, but you watch the games and the guy does not tackle to save his life. He always... I the Over the last two weeks, I've seen him hit guys not tackle them when it would have been now second and eight. But suddenly it's first down again because he missed a tackle. And it, it happened at least four times against four or five times against the bears. It happened a couple times uh, against the uh, Packers. And it's just like, we how can we not find linebackers that can tackle? We always have like, pasta. You're man. standing right next to, I'm say you're standing next to pasta, man who will tackle a brick wall and you're sh- trying to shoulder people to take them down instead of wrapping them up. It makes no sense to me. Jack Campbell, I'm not high on. And I'm very confused why I didn't watch the preseason. I don't watch like training camp or any of that crap. But what happened to Malcolm Rodriguez? Why is he not the starter and Jack Campbell is? I'm confused. Yeah. Rodrigo did amazing last year. I guess the real problem is that none of them can cover a uh, cover a receiver or a tight end. Yeah, that's that's, that's the, the that's the big problem. problem. But oh yeah, that's why I wanted to get I wanted to get your opinion. I, and it sucks for Jack Campbell because I mean I know we were that was one of the ones that we talked about pre draft. Then the Lions got him, and it was like oh that's perfect. I I thought he had been mm-hmm. doing okay early in the season. I didn't realize he had been struggling the last couple weeks. Hopefully he turns that around. Well, the problem is he's been splitting time with Derek Brooks, 
who also is terrible. So, and that was the, how it went the beginning of the season. So when Derek Brooks looked terrible, Jack Campbell looked good. The last few weeks, Jack Campbell hasn't split as much time with Derek Brooks. He's been in the whole time, and now he looks bad. So it's like, can we get a linebacker that's good? <laughs> can somebody just look good? Why don't we? Why don't we have a Roquan Smith? Why don't we have a? You know, I was watching highlight like videos of London Fletcher today because they popped up on my my TikTok for some reason, and I'm just watching them. I'm like, oh my god, nice. I miss having a middle linebacker like that. Right? Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. I wrote down our answers this time, so we can we can go over them again at the end of the season and see if we were right. Mm-hmm. Um, but on to the news. Um, some big stories, but not a lot of stories. Frank Reich fired in Carolina. I expected that. They looked terrible. Um, I don't think. I didn't expect that. Really? This is the first season, but it's his first right. season. Well, they... I would have at least expected him to be fired at the end of the season. But here's the problem now with the Panthers. This is two seasons in a row where the coach has been fired in the middle of the season. Who the hell is going to want to coach the Panthers? No one. <laughs> so you just fired a guy thinking you're going to upgrade, but the odds are you are not upgrading. Gus Johnson is not leaving the Lions to go to the Panthers. Yeah. Like, you're not getting someone... Maybe you will. No. I, their owner, David Tepper, is is the big problem. That dude's basically the new he Dan Snyder. He is crazy. Yeah. Um, I watched. What was he going, yelling and screaming in a press conference about the coach before he ever fired yeah. him? F bombs, and it's like, dude, you're in front of a camera, you're in front of the press, and you're dogging your coach like this, who's not fired, and you want people to come to work for you, you want a good team filled with coaches that want to coach for your team. Good luck, dude. Yeah, exactly. I'd be surprised. Plus, they have no first round pick. They have a rookie quarterback yeah. who's terrible. Um, yeah, it's so bad that they trade they trade trade away all that capital to get Bryce Young, and now they're going to have the number one pick, and it goes to somebody else. Yep. That's so. That's their big incentive to, to win. Right now. Um, the last couple of games is to screw the Bears out of the number one pick. <laughs> right, just win a game or two and and screw the Bears out of the number one pick. That's all they can hope for. But uh, Jonathan Taylor is going to miss multiple weeks with a thumb injury. They didn't say how many, probably two to three, which sucks for a guy that's already missed the start of the season, was just starting to look good, and now he's going to miss more time. As is the theme of this season and on this podcast in our Dynasty League, another one of my top players down. Just as I get Justin Jefferson back, Jonathan Taylor's out. Jonathan Taylor and Marcus or Mark Andrews gone. At least you can take solace in the fact Dobbins. that you're not fighting for a playoff spot. Like imagine how pissed you'd be if you like were still in contention and needed Jonathan Taylor and then he's out. Like at least for you it's like, right. well, at least you're getting a high pick next year. You can take Caleb yeah. Williams or Drake well, May. <laughs> that was the most annoying part of this last week having the highest score of our entire league. I'm like, where did this come from? Yep. Assholes. <laughs> oh, man. Like, they're just going to do enough to screw me out of the number one yeah. pick. That's all they're Like the Panthers. Do. You'll win one it's or two like more real games life. and end up picking fifth. 
Yeah. Uh, Only I won't screw myself. Yeah, just bench everybody. <laughs> just screw. take it. <laughs> uh, yeah. And yeah, Justin Jefferson activated from IR. They're on bye this week, so he should be back for week, uh, what is it, 14. So good for the Vikings. Yep. But all right, let's dive on in to our week show review, starting with our Thanksgiving six course meal bet that we did. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, for six way parlay, we both hit on on more than half of them, which yeah. is cool. Now you did, and I won yeah, money. You did the round robin thing. Um, so why don't you? Why don't you? I did. I still don't one hundred percent understand that, but you did win money, so that's good. <laughs> So it's any combination of three that you get right. So if I since I got four right, I got two of the possible combinations right. Okay. So I won two of the eight bets. Okay. So in the end, for a twenty dollar bet, I won thirty dollars, meaning twenty of it I got back and I won ten. Right, yeah. So in the net positive yeah, yeah, that's took a long took a lot to get there. But winning money though, that's um, good. I had the Lions at, uh, oh, I didn't even put the actual numbers in here. I don't even think these are my actual bets. Let me open up uh, the draft. Uh, All right. Well, I'll do mine while you're looking it up because I'm, I'm just angry at myself for this. I uh, I had Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown, Tony Pollard anytime touchdown, David Montgomery anytime touchdown, hit on all those. 49ers minus six and a half. Dallas minus 13 and a half. I even upped the spread because I knew I could have gone more. Um, but the last one mm-hmm. that screwed me was I on the podcast, I put down Packers plus 10 and a half because I thought the Packers wouldn't lose by more than 10. And that's the safest bet. I, that way I covered myself if there was an upset. And if it ended up being, you know, Lions win within 10, I'd be good. But my bet was Lions minus nine and a half because I thought about the way they've been playing Green Bay and said, yeah, you know what? I think they should, they'll have this in the bag. And um, yeah, if I would have just bet what I originally said, I would have won my, my six, my six late parlay. So angry at myself. <laughs> um, I, I had the right idea, but I, I, not to say that I believed too much in the Lions, but I guess... I, I expected too much. <laughs> well, I know that my Lions screwed over Raj pretty good. Yeah, they so screwed over a lot of people. That's like... F's in the chat for for you. In my confidence I, pool... He screwed me too. In my confidence pool that I do with my dad, there's like, I think there's like 28 of us in it. No one picked the Packers. Everybody at the Lions is like, they're, they're, they're 14 out of 16. Like everybody was like, oh, Lions are going to win this one and going away. And then, yeah. Just, mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I I upped the spread on the Packers lines to nine and a half, thinking they'd win by ten or more. So I didn't get that one. I got da- the David Montgomery anytime touchdown. I adjusted the spread even further that the Cowboys would win by fourteen points. I had them at net minus thirteen point five. Got that one. I had the Johan Dotson uh, touchdown, and. Uh, he did not get that. Thanks, guy. And then I had the Niners by nine and a half over Seattle, which they got. And Christian McCaffrey, of course, scored the touchdown. So yeah, I got four out of the six, which gave me some of the round robin parlay wins. So I got some money. Yeah, hey, that's 
Yeah, try that one of these days. Do a try a round robin. I'll do it with like picking uh, team money lines and just pick like nine or something. And just see what happens if I. Yeah. The only thing with round robins that is why I don't do it often is because you have to pay for each individual parlay. Yeah. So if it's if it's a nine, if it's nine teams, you can have two buy. It's a, it's a two buy or a three buy. So if it's the three one, there's less parlays in it because you have to get three. If it's the two, there's more parlays in it because you only have to hit two. So there's m- tons of two, uh, two bet parlays, and you have to pay for each individual one. So if you're doing ten, you'd have to pay ten dollars for every combination that you could possibly win in that parlay. But the amount of money, right? You cover your losses. Basically, it's it's nice in that yeah, way. Yeah, I'd probably do. I'd Recover start your off bad with like picks. a dollar per parlay just to just to see if I can win one. I bet this I bet this one like two fifty for each of them. Which if I won and got all six was a four hundred dollar bet. Damn. Which dropped all the way to the ten dollar yeah. bet <laughs> for only getting four. So. Yeah. yeah, damn, that would have been awesome. Oh, all right. Well, let's go into our game breakdown. We talked about Packers-Lions. Um, disappointing outcome for the Lions. On a, would have been nice to get a win on Thanksgiving, which happens so so rarely. Disappointing is is mild <laughs> for me. Infuriating. Just absolutely horrid display. Um, just... You're in your own house on Thanksgiving, and the first play of the game, you give a 53-yard pass to Christian Watson. Yeah. When that happened, I'm like, they want it more, and the Lions are going to screw this up. And guess what happened? Lions screwed it up. And here's the problem I have with the Lions right now. Turnovers. Jared Goff didn't throw an interception this game. Great. He had two fumbles. Last week, when we barely beat the Bears, three interceptions. These turnovers are killing us. Yeah. And if, we, if they cannot stop turning the ball over, we're just going to keep losing. And it, it's, it's just... They had... I believe they had a fair chunk of offense. So they had 464 yards of offense. Just still in the end with all the turnovers could not come back and beat the Packers. Just shooting themselves in the foot constantly. So against the Saints, they're, if they don't, if they can't figure out the turnover thing, they're just going to lose again. Not to mention the fact that the defense is so bad, so bad. They cannot sack the quarterback. They cannot even get there, uh, which gives the offense all the time in the world to find the open receiver. And someone is always open because the linebackers can't cover receivers or tight ends. It's just, it's bad. Yeah, the Lions have the 23 sacks is a major problem. Yeah, I don't think they've had one in the last three weeks. Compare that to the Ravens who have 47. More than twice as many. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, it's it's annoying. I I mean I don't have much. I don't. I could go on and on about this game because it was just that bad. 
Yeah, I think the thing that frustrates me is like the fumble return touchdown ended up being the difference, the seven points. Like if the offense just could have done a little bit more earlier in the first half, they could have gotten another close win, and and it would just it would fe- it wouldn't feel great, but it would feel a lot better than what ended up happening. Well, they drove down the field, scored a touchdown, and a two point conversion. After, um, no, not a two point conversion. They missed the field goal or the extra point. Yeah. But they ran up, went down the field, seven plays, seven to three yards, and scored immediately after that. Their next, their all the rest of their offensive uh, possessions for the second half, fumble returned for a touchdown, which wasn't a fumble, by the way. Fumble, punt, turned it over on downs, punt. That's for the that's for the first uh, first half. Second half, touchdown, sweet. Turnover on downs, fumble, turnover on downs. Two minutes left, touchdown, too late. I mean, it's freaking terrible. The fourth down calls, okay. The punt, the fake punt. What was that? Yeah, that was nuts. Absolutely terrible. You gave them the ball while you were still in the game on their own 20-something. And they immediately score. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't mean... It, that was just a... Yeah, you were, only, you were down by... Badly played by the Lions on the field. Badly called by the coaches on the sideline. Just a bad game overall. Yeah. Down by nine. Five minutes left in the third quarter. So still plenty of time left. Going for it. At your own 23 and it's fourth and four. Fourth and one, fine. Fourth and four? Like, yeah. I don't know. That was... The aggressiveness is fine. I like I like Dan Campbell's aggressive nature. But in some moments, you got to think ahead and not just like, you know, well, we got to keep driving. It's like, no, there's 20 minutes left in this game. Like, it's okay. Not to mention the fact that they hadn't converted a fourth down yet in the game and they had plenty of them they tried. Yeah. So... I don't know. On to the next. I don't want to think about it. Just like I didn't want to think about the Ravens game. Yep, makes sense. And I and the Lions won the Bears game, and I don't even want to think about that one either. <laughs> don't. I just do not want to think about the current state of the Lions because it's it's just you figure it's been a bad like because because they happened so close to each other too Sunday and Thursday, it's been bad. But that's why the Lions New Orleans on uh, on Sunday on the road. They look like the Saints look like ass, so uh, we'll see. But uh, we'll, we'll move on. So, Commanders, uh, Cowboys, exactly what we expected to happen. The Cowboys blew up a bad team. Um, Jack Del Rio got fired, though, so that that makes me happy. That was a uh, um, was waiting for that to happen for a while, but yeah, I don't have much else yeah. to say about this. Our, our season ended a couple weeks ago. I'm I'm just looking forward to who our new GM and coach are going to be. So, I don't really give a shit what happens on the field. Uh, 49ers, Seahawks, 49ers blew them out. All, like, the the Lions-Packers was at least one score, and then you get two blowouts. But, uh, yeah, 49ers get back to rolling like they did when everybody was healthy, coming off their bye week. The Seahawks 
do not look like a playoff team, even though they're technically, I think, still in the playoffs right now in the NFC. Um, just goes to show you how bad the NFC yeah, is. They're not, they're not looking good yeah, right now. They really shouldn't be. They should not be in the playoffs. They'll probably get in. Because you look at like, okay, you got the Seahawks and Vikings are six and seven. Packers and Rams and Saints are all five and six. What two of those shit five teams are gonna make the playoffs, and that's just ridiculous. Like <laughs> but Ew. Yeah. Uh Dolphins, Jets, Dolphins, I mean, that that pick six Hail Mary return at the end of the first half was pretty awesome. I gotta admit. <laughs> they they've already so apparently the butt fumble. They got the butt fumble, yeah. right? Is that what they call yeah, it? Yeah, the bu- Well, there's a they've they've already named that the play. Hell Mary. <laughs> the Hell yeah, Mary. I know. I love it. That's <laughs> I love it. Because I mean, yeah, what a return to get get an interception. By the way, just for everyone that might have thought I was a little too rough on Tim Boyle last week, <laughs> I told you so. This guy's terrible, and they already. Within before even on the games on Sunday, they announced he's starting their next game, and I'm like, okay, yep. because uh, Robert Salah must want to be fired. He's Aaron Rodgers' buddy, so you know, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dolphins roll, good for them. Uh, what's next? Rams, Cardinals, Rams destroyed the Cardinals, and it's amazing. The first drive, the Rams drove right down the field, scored a touchdown. Second, next play, next drive is the Cardinals' first drive. They drive right down the field, score a touchdown, and get a two point. They're conversion. the ones that scored. They're the ones that scored the, the yeah. two point conversion. So they led eight to seven, and it's like, oh man, like this can be mm-hmm. a shootout, or at the very least, like the Cardinals are going to be able to march. And then, and then they just disappeared. The offense just disappeared until the fourth quarter. I don't. It was the weirdest. Thing because we were there, me and my dad, and like after those first two drives, we're like, oh, this is gonna be like a 38 35 shootout, like the Cardinals with Kyler looking good. And then they just they they weren't calling the rollouts that they did on the first drive. You know, Kyler was just dropping back and mm. throwing the ball into into the other, you know, players' hands or or throwing it. Yeah, it was just terrible, but yeah, I don't know what the hell happened. That first drive well, gave us so did much. Did I confidence. read correctly that they ran the ball six times? From the uh, second quarter, start of the second quarter to the end of the game, they ran the ball six times, I think. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Like, why? I understand abandoning the run when you're down early, but they weren't down that much. And I don't know. Yeah. I'll I'll tell you, this is what it legitimately felt like. Not to mention he was in shotgun the entire game. So there was no, no even like threat of the run so you are a completely one-dimensional offense expecting results when the defense knows exactly what you're doing throwing the ball yep. like it legitimately felt like that first drive went too well and jonathan gannon said oh god we don't want to win this game we want the number two pick and then he just completely changed his play <laughs> calling to make sure that they didn't win like legitimately like we were like why why did everything change and it they, they did not want to win that game. And then once the game was safely out of hand, they went and scored again just to, you know, keep things interesting. But, yeah, it was um, it was frustrating. Well, thanks to Kyron Williams for driving all of my fantasy wins. Oh, I'm so glad he's back. 
So glad he's back. <laughs> oh man, what a what a game he had. He's a beast, man. That guy's massive. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, I mean, it wasn't fantastic. It was happening against the Cardinals, but it was fantastic for my fantasy teams where I have him. Um, Saints, Falcons, Falcons um, get the win. They finally kind of let Bijan Robinson loose, and good things happen. Imagine that. That was actually a fun one to watch, at least through red zone. I didn't watch the sit and watch the entire game, but in it was on red zone a lot in that game, and uh, they were those two teams were battling the entire time. And since I don't get to see the Saints and Falcons that often, it was nice to yeah. see. Even though I don't think either of them are any good. But yeah. but the Falcons lead yeah. the division. NFC South, somehow. Good for them. Yeah. Steelers, Bengals. Uh, yeah, Matt Canada gets fired. Steelers go for 400 yards for the first time since like 2018 or something. Like ridiculous. So yeah. clearly coaching matters. Uh, Pat Fryermuth came back. Nine catches, 120 yards. That was awesome. Um, good for him. Yeah, crazy. And I will say Jake Browning is playing a lot better than I expected. I don't think the the Bengals are going to be able to sneak in the playoffs behind him. But, um, I mean, at least like Jamar Chase, who I have in, in a fantasy league, it's at least he's not just dead in the water. He still has somebody who can get him the ball. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Panthers, Titans... Titans beat the worst team in the NFL or second worst team in the NFL. I mean, this game, I don't give a shit about this game. Just to be completely honest. Well, we got to do our weekly check. Oh. And I know at halftime he had 20 yards. I know what he had in the end, but I'm going to say it on the podcast. Derrick Henry had 76 yards. Hey. He was three quarters of the way to 100 yards rushing. He almost Two touchdowns. So he he actually did something in this game, and look what happened. They won. It's almost as yep. if the correlation of him being bad and him being good is what drives the Titans. That's just so crazy talk. We'll see if he goes back to being bad next week and uh, they lose. I don't remember that would be play, but yeah, probably will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Bucks, Colts. 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 Uh, get a good win. I mean, obviously the Jonathan Taylor injury sucks, um, but the Colts. I think the Colts are, are they in the playoffs right uh, uh, right now for the AFC? Uh, yeah, they they're are the seven seed. I would say they're six and five, and they are yeah. surging. Gardner Minshew. Isn't it crazy to think that it's been this? It's been this long since Anthony Richard went out for the whole year, but the Colts are still good. Yeah, even after he's gone. Yep, they're still winning. Still winning. Got that uh, Minshew magic going on. Minshew mania, whatever you want to call it. Well, and here's the crazy part, right? Zach Moss is taking over for the injured um, Jonathan Taylor. Zach Moss is still in the top 10 for yards, for rushing yards. Yeah. After being behind Jonathan Taylor for, what, three or four games? He's still in the top 10 for rushing yards after what he did when Jonathan Taylor was out. So... They should be fine. It's not like losing Jonathan Taylor isn't going to the the end of the world for them. They'd rather have him, but Zach Moss did good while Jonathan Taylor was out. Right, yeah. Moss has already shown he can fill in, which is which is good for them. So, mm-hmm. 
Patriots, Giants. Uh, boring. Um, Patriots missing a very boring thirty-eight yard field goal at the end of regulation, and Patriots fans in the stands cheering because they wanted the, their team to lose is pretty freaking funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's like that's. I think this is one of the ones we picked differently. So when the Giants won and the Patriots kicker missed that field goal to tie it, I was like, all right. Yeah, I yeah, I was because I remember sitting there like, man. Because it was the the Texans Jaguars another one and the Texans missed a field goal. I'm like, damn kickers, costing me Dude, two two that chances. Kick, that kick, yeah, that kick hit the uh, the crossbar and bounced yep. back onto the field instead of through. That was yeah, heartbreaking. So that was a good. That was a good game. Well, we're on that game next, right? Yeah, we'll just move on to it because I could give a shit about the Patriots and Giants. Um, yeah, that was a that was a game. I wish I, I we were listening to it on the way to. Um, uh, Phoenix, I, I wish I could have watched that one because mm-hmm. Lawrence and Stroud is like that. Really could develop into a good quarterback, you know, uh, back and forth in the division. Um, should be fun to watch. But do you see what Trevor Lawrence oh, said after sure. the game when they asked him about it? He said, you know, they what asked him that? his opinion on like, oh, you know, what about C- you know, do you think about C.J. Stroud becoming you know, um, I forget, not like arch nemesis, but something like that. And he was like, oh, I just want all the teams in my division to suck so it's easier for us. And I'm like, like the, be more honest, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's like... That won't give you much of a legacy. Yeah, not a competitor. He just wants the easy road, I guess. <laughs> but, yeah. but hey, that's his honest feelings. <laughs> well, good on yeah. Good work, Sunshine. Uh, Browns, Broncos. Uh, Broncos got a, a good win. Good win. Yeah. 29-12. Scorigami, which Sean Payton had no idea what that was in the post-game press conference. He'd never heard of Scorigami? Yeah, you didn't see that clip they asked? He had no clue what they were talking about. Yeah. All right. If, if you're in chat, have you ever heard it? Do you know what Scorigami is? That's what I want to know. And also, 29-12. That seems like a score... That seems like a... Shouldn't be a score of I think the 29 part probably uh, like threw him off. Hmm. I'm looking at this right here on the side on ESPN. It just says, no, Sean Payton said we had no idea what a score of <laughs> <Yeah>. was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, That's funny. All right. Uh, where are we? Chiefs Raiders. Um, th- this one started off. I remember it was 14 nothing Raiders. Um, and my friend, my friend yeah. Callie was at the game with her dad and I, her dad's a Raiders fan. She's a Chiefs fan. And she was like, your dad's all excited. And she was getting upset. And I'm just thinking to myself, they'll be fine. Like the Chiefs will be fine. And they were, they won 31, <laughs> 17. The, the spread bet I made on this game was that the Raiders would keep it within 14 and they still did. <laughs> they kept it exactly at 14. Didn't they? So maybe it was 10. But yeah. yeah, whatever my big spread I gave to the uh, the Raiders is somehow screwed when it up. When it started fourteen nothing, you were probably feeling pretty good about that. So I was yeah. like, I was like, really, guys, yeah. really? It's like, it's like oh, fourteen nothing, man. They they might even win this game, not just cover the spread. And then they yeah, I'm like, but yeah, Rasheed Rice eight catches, 107 yards, and a touchdown. Finished as the number two wide receiver in fantasy. 
And I and I didn't pick him because I didn't want to just keep picking the same guy. But I, I, he looks like he, he's developing of the number one option for Mahomes, which is exciting because I have him in yeah. a lot of different fantasy leagues. So, uh, Bills-Eagles, this was a good game. This was a... Me and my dad watched this the end of the game on my phone sitting in the Portillo's parking lot. We left the stadium listening to it on the radio, got to the parking lot, and we're listening to it on the radio, and then I was like, oh, shit, I can just pull my phone out. Um, so I'm, sit, I'm like literally holding my phone like for the entire overtime, and my arms are getting tired. I'm like... But it was mm-hmm. it was a good, that was an exciting finish. Yeah, the the uh, that was a that was a game worthy of being a uh, a night game. Yes. And instead, on Monday night, we got the Bears. Yeah, and the I don't know why they didn't flex it. They announced that they were going to flex Monday night games, and then did not flex that one. And I don't understand why. Um, they should have absolutely. because holy shit, Monday night was an absolute debacle and so terrible. boring. Football oh my game. god! Well, real quick, Ravens Chargers. Ravens. Oh yeah, win. the Bears came back. Yeah. Sorry, I'll, I'll go. We'll yeah, we don't want to skip Ravens Chargers. <laughs> Chargers losing another game. Um, I don't know what the hell their problem is, but it, it it warms my heart as a Commanders fan to know that a team like the Chargers, who have far better talent than us, has the same record. So, I mean, I don't really feel that bad. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, Chargers, what a waste of a season. Fire Brandon Staley. Um, all right, anyways. I mean, their defense might be the same ranked as the as the Commanders. Yeah, what's that? Or worse. Their defense might be the same rank as the Commanders. Yeah, I will, uh, I'm will. i going to look that up, actually. But, yeah, Bears, God. Bears defense, actually, was the, was the star of that game, um, which is amazing because besides Montez Sweat, can't name you another player on that defense. Yeah, I'm telling you, when Montez Sweat got there, he changed that whole time team. Yeah, it's been crazy. Um, yep, Chargers have the have given up the most yards in the league. The Commanders are three better than them. So, yep. <laughs> wow. Thought and so. then the Chargers have Joey Bosa, Derwin James, like. Kenneth Murray, they they have good players. So they have a ridiculously high they have names. They have a, what who's that cornerback they have that's really Asante young Samuel and good Jr. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, how do you have all of these good players and your defense is just so bad? Coaching, man. Fire everyone. Um but yeah, Bears, Bears, Vikings. I and it's funny. So, in our picks, spoiler, you beat me again um, because you're just on fire. You're, you're like 12-3 and three every week this year for some reason. Um, <laughs> so, I'm just, I'm just like going different from you just for the hell of it. But in my confidence pool, I won this week. Um, won 200 bucks because I picked the Bears to upset the Vikings. And I didn't, I didn't in our picks, I, you know, but I, in the confidence pool, I had the Bears as my one. Like my lowest confidence because I was like, all right, I got to pick some upsets. This the, the Bears played well against the Lions. The Vikings have not played well, in my opinion, um, especially against the Broncos. So I was like, I think the Bears are going to pull off the upset. And every every time, like the, the Bears offense was doing nothing. And then the Vikings would give them the ball back. And the Bears offense would do nothing. And then the Vikings offense was doing And it was just a boring game. <laughs> 
right up until the end, Justin Fields, for everybody, and I'm sorry, I, Justin Fields had one play in that game. The throw to DJ Moore to set up the game-winning field goal. That is the only play mm-hmm. that that you could look at and been like, oh, he scrambled and got the ball downfield. Every other play, he never took his eyes off the first read. It was just, it's, yeah. But everybody's like, oh, the Bears need to keep Justin Fields now. No, they don't. Um, but no, that's it. He's still, he's still. Yeah, you, you've got to just trade him for a second or a third. Draft Drake May. They're gonna have the number one pick. They got they gotta take a quarterback. Yeah. I mean if they want if In they end draft, up with like the first and the third pick, then I, I would be okay with them trading the first pick to then take a quarterback with the third. Um just because you can get a bunch of picks, you know. But you can't you don't our top five next week should be top five landing spots for Kyler Murray and Justin Fields. Alright. Yeah. Make a note. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, Justin Fields, they get him next year, but they have to decide on his fifth-year option in May, which you, at this point, you, there's no way you accept that fifth-year option. So basically, you have him for one more year, and then you would need a quarterback anyways. So why not just take one when you know you can get the best quarterback in the draft, whatever quarterback you think is the best in the draft, instead of having to pull mm-hmm. a Daniel Jones, where it's like, oh, you had one good year, now we have to pay you. Um, yeah, ridiculous. It, yeah, don't do yeah. that. But anyways, I'm just glad the Bears won because it won me 200 bucks. So. <laughs> yep. I am with you. All right. Well, that was week 12. Um, oh, by the way, I was thinking of something, but I didn't want to interrupt you. Yes. Why did the Vikings teach Josh Dobbs their playbook? Because if you <laughs> look at worse. what he did with the Lions... <laughs> When you look at what he did with the Lions, or not the Lions, the Cardinals, he was there for a week. Played very well in week one. Should have beat the Commanders. Yeah. Beat the Cowboys after being there two weeks. And then after that second week, he kind of fizzled out. He played well, but they lost every game. With the Vikings, he won his first two games when he didn't know the playbook. Now that he knows the playbook, 185 yards, a touchdown, and four interceptions. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna do the same thing there that he did in Arizona. Be good the first few weeks when he doesn't know anything, and he's just doing his best to think and make plays and not overthink. I think that he's just about the Vikings are about to uh, level out and not be. Maybe be a 500 team to end the season. Well, and the Kevin O'Connell did say that they're going to evaluate their starter during the bye week. So, I mean, they may decide to bench him. But I, and I'll say this too: a lot of those interceptions were not his fault. They got a lot of them got tipped. So, it, I mean, well, not all. Maybe like one or two of them got tipped. But, um, yeah, he he. He got there and looked amazing on three days of practice, and now that he's been there for like three weeks, he's regressing, and that's. I, the shitty thing about it is, like, there's a reason that Dobbs has been a backup for years. Like, I know everybody, like, wanted him to be the next Kurt Warner, but it's like there's a reason that he's a backup. Like, I don't, I, It's time. No. The astronaut is a backup. Yeah. Like, and there's nothing wrong with that. Was that uh, Chase Daniels made, like, millions of dollars in being a backup for 10 years? I'd be a, like... If Tim Boyle... Can survive in this league. Well, 
You'll be yeah. fine, Josh. Tim Boyle should not be in this league. He's only in this league because Nathaniel Hackett, <laughs> who also should not be in this league, likes him. <laughs> That's just exactly. the domino effect of people who should not even Rogers. be anywhere in the NFL. <laughs> just all. Mm-hmm. But all right. All right, so week 13, let's start off with our Thursday night foreplay. Uh, Seahawks and Cowboys, what do you got for your picks? So mine are, I went all Cowboys because I have no faith in the Seahawks. Uh, I went Dallas Cowboys, adjusted uh, adjusted spread to 9.5, so Cowboys to win by 10 or more. I 25 yards plus for Jake Ferguson because they're – their rookie tight end has been playing very well and getting a lot of targets. Um, this next one's the one that's kind of like the money maker on the uh, on the billet here. But that's Tony Pollard in a time touchdown simply because he's only scored three this season. But he's scored two, one in each of the last two games. So. Hopefully he can keep that record going and get any touchdown in this game. And Tony Pollard over 62 and a half yards rushing because I feel like the Cowboys are going to be far enough ahead that Pollard's going to be rushing a lot. I like I like it. Um, so I I went. I'll tell you why I did this uh, is because in one of my fantasy leagues, there's two weeks left. I am fighting for my division. My opponent, who has a similar record of mine, has this player on his team. It's projected to be a close game. So I figured I'd cover my bases by betting some Tyler Lockett. Um, I got Tyler Lockett, 50-plus receiving yards, 5-plus receptions, anytime touchdown, and the same spread, Cowboys minus 9.5. I think the Cowboys win this game. I just think Tyler Lockett has himself a day because it would screw me. Um, And if he doesn't, good. (laughs) But the odds are the odds of this sense. one are good, plus twelve oh four. So I'd win like sixty something bucks. So, I mean, if he goes off, I'm happy that way too because I win money. Yeah, for sure. But, but yeah, same spread. I think Cowboys. They, they have it, the the Seahawks are closer to the Commanders than they are the 49ers. So I think the Cowboys win this one by double digits. Agreed. All right, so. Week 13 picks last week. Um, I mentioned you whooped me again. You went 12 and 4. Have you been betting your picks? Like, did you just bet like a dollar on each game or a couple parlays? Yep. Yeah. I did a dollar bets on the games and then I did some parlays. Nice. I did not win the parlays. Well, yeah, of course. Your four losses, each one's going to wreck a parlay. But but if you're doing a dollar on each game, it's like. 12 wins to four losses, got to win money. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I went nine and seven, so you ended up gaining three more on me. For the season, you're at 125 and 61. I'm at 119 and 69, so you are up by six. We also did not do our bonus picks last week. We just completely forgot. Again? Yeah. <laughs> Probably because it was on Tuesday, and we just, you know, like, we're not. The podcast moved up a day, so we just completely forgot everything about it. But yeah. No. We're like, how do we do no. this? What, what's happening? <laughs> um, all right, let's start them off. So Thursday's game, Seahawks and Cowboys. Cowboys are favored by eight and a half. Uh, Cowboys, obviously. obviously. Yes, I'm going to go with the Cowboys as well. Um, I just want to do one thing real quick. 
I wanted to calculate our winning percentages just for the just for the hell of it. So you are 67% winning percentage on your picks right now. Which makes sense because I have double over double my losses as wins. So. Yeah. Um, why am I not able to do math? Uh, and I am at 63%. So. Nice. Hey, that's still, I mean, 63%, pretty more good. than half right, almost two-thirds. I'll take it. But, uh, all right. So, yeah, Cowboys, we're both taking the Cowboys because, yeah, I'm not stupid. Uh, Chargers at Patriots. Chargers favored by six. Uh, Chargers. Yeah. Simple pick for me, simply because I like I said at the beginning, I think the Patriots might be the worst team in the NFL. The crazy thing is that the Chargers are so depressing and so prone to losing games. Losing. But the Patriots, <laughs> I just I can't picture the Patriots' offense scoring. Like I know they have Ramondre Stevenson, but there's there's just there's nothing happening there. I I have to imagine the Chargers get their head out of their ass and win this game. Um, this one... Yeah, the, the best thing they have right now, as far as hype, is Demario Douglas, and I think he's questionable. Yeah. Like, it's just... Yeah. I don't know. Um, Cardinals at Steelers. Steelers by five and a half. Uh, Steelers are rolling without the likes of Matt Canada. So I'm going to take the Steelers. If they could score 400 yards of offense last week, they can do that again against the Cardinals. Cardinals really, really missing Kazir White. Yeah, I would have known. Um, he's like the backbone of the defense. Yeah, I I like the James Conner revenge game narrative, but they only gave him the ball six times last week, so I don't see how he could yeah. have a revenge game if he's not getting the ball. And... Yeah, I just I don't feel like the Cardinals want to win games. I, I just watching them on Sunday, it's like it really felt like the coaching staff did not want to win a game. So I'm going Steelers. Steelers are fighting for the playoffs. Their defense is just too good too. I mean, T.J. Watt is going to be just all up in Kyler Murray's face. Yeah. Broncos at Texans. Texans favored by three and a half. See. This is where I want to call the upset, I think. I think I'm going to take the Broncos okay. over the Texans. Broncos have won, what, five straight now? Yeah. I was, I was so, surprised the Texans were favored so highly over them. Yeah. I th I'm going to take the top Broncos simply for the fact that they're on a five-game five game win streak, playing very well. I don't see why that couldn't continue. Texans are a very good team and find ways to come back in games, but I'll give it to the Broncos. And I was going to take whichever one you didn't, so I will take the Texans. I can see either team <laughs> winning this. I mean, the Broncos have, uh, like you said, five-game winning streak. They're playing really well. The Texans have a, a surprisingly explosive offense. It's a home game for them. Either team could win, so I'll just take whichever one you don't and hope for the best. <laughs> yeah. uh, Lions at Saints. Saints are favored. That can't be right. I think I messed that up. Did you make a mistake? Uh, yeah, sorry. Detroit's favored by four and a half. I was like, they must they must have actually been watching this Detroit defense. <laughs> yeah. Lions are favored by four and a half. If this had been the Bears game, I thought it was I thought they were playing the Bears this weekend. 
I would have been picking the Bears. I'm still going to pick the Lions over the Saints. Actually, do I? Yeah, I'll take the Lions. All right. Begrudgingly, they lose. It's because I picked them, by the way. Probably. Um, their defense, if their defense, if they get turnovers and their defense does not show signs of being better than the last two weeks in the first three drives, the game is over. Would it make you feel better if you picked the Saints and I also picked the Saints just so it canceled it out? All yes. Right, we'll do that then. Let's do right. that. Because I, 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 I want the Lions to win. Um, so let's give them every, every opportunity to by, by reverse jinxing them. So. Yes. Let's superstitions yes. rain. <laughs> All right. So I'm both going with the Saints. Uh, All right. Colts at Titans. Colts favored by one and a half. Uh, I'm picking the Colts. I think the Colts are playing really well, and Zach Moss will be fine, despite uh, Jonathan Taylor being out. Yeah. 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 And I think the Titans, so much of the Titans sways on how well uh, Derrick Henry plays, and he just had a big game, which means he's just going to coast in this one. My, is my guess. I'm, I'm honestly surprised. The old, man, the old man got tired. Yeah, yeah I, I'm surprised the line's so low. Like, I would think the Colts are the obvious choice in this game, but yeah. who knows? But yeah, I'm taking the Colts, too. They're, they're the seven seed. Like, that's crazy. Gardner Minshew, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Falcons at Jets. Stash. Falcons favored by three. Um... Seeing how well the Falcons played a bad team in the Saints last week and seeing how the Jets have Tim Boyle starting, I'll take the Falcons. I, If Zach Wilson was starting this game, I would take the Jets because the Jets' defense, I think, could shut down the Falcons' offense. But mm-hmm. I don't think Tim Boyle can do a damn thing. So this comes down to... <laughs> like. This is a one-sided game. The defense would have to score all those. Yeah, exactly. Like, like the Falcons may happen. win this like six to nothing. Like that's, but that's, I don't know. Um, it's just not good. All they need. Yeah, I'm going with the Falcons. I wish I could take the Jets, but I could not pick Tim Boyle. There's no, there's no way. <laughs> yep. Um, Dolphins and Commanders. Dolphins favored by nine and a half. Dolphins. Yeah, bet that spread, guys. They're winning this game by two touchdowns. Sorry, Commanders, but at this point, just give me give me Joe Alter or that Penn State tackle, Sean O'Shawn or Oshanu. I don't know his name, but just give us just give us a left tackle. That's all I want. Wherever we pick, Ocean not gonna work oh, here oh, anymore. Shoot. Oh shit! Look at the size of that guy. Um, yeah, <laughs> but but again, we talked about it. The Commanders, if if Ron Rivera turns this defense around in like four days, or I guess they've had ten days since Thanksgiving. Um, and they can actually beat the the Dolphins. It that would just be so dumb. <laughs> can you imagine? Well, because then it's like, okay, does Ron Rivera get to keep story, his job now? Like, what the hell? <laughs> here's the thing, too. It, the story wouldn't even be the Commanders. No, all no. week. It would be what is wrong with the yeah, Dolphins? Exactly. They'd everybody freak out the Dolphins and not like, oh, the Commanders' defense. Maybe the problem was just Del Rio. Um, and I don't know, maybe it is, because like every player on that defense has shown flashes of being good, but they're constantly out of position. 
And it's like that should that should come down to coaching. So maybe Ron can fix that. But I just wish it wasn't the Dolphins. Like if this was a a you know like the the Cardinals. If you were playing the Saints, yeah, yeah the Saints. <laughs> like yeah, exactly. Something like that. Give me give me the Bucks. But we're playing the Dolphins, and it's <laughs> like oh, that's trial by fire. But yeah. <laughs> Hi, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Like oh oh, we we got to cover Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. <laughs> And Raheem Mostert and Devin yeah. Achebe. Yeah, it's like, no. Sorry. Um, Panthers at Bucks. Bucks favored by five and a half. I don't know how the Bucks get five and a half in this game after the, their last few games. <laughs> um, but I'm still going to take the Bucks. All right. Well, I am taking the Panthers on the coaching change upset. It's a good call. Yep. I might even have some of my fantasy sleepers in this game. Uh, 49ers at Eagles. 49ers favored by two and a half. 49ers are favored at the Eagles? Yes. The 10 and 1 Eagles. Yep. I'm checking because this is just unbelievable. On ESPN, it's three. San, I was saying San Francisco three on yep. ESPN. What the? Well, the Eagles have been trying to lose a game, but playing to and ending up winning them in the end. <laughs> the last, what is this? Four weeks now, so I'll, let's give them the loss here. Go to 49ers? Yeah. All right, and I will take the Eagles. But Dave says that doesn't sound right. Yeah, it doesn't sound right, does it? Yeah. I, I think the Eagles – I wanted to pick the Eagles anyways. I was going to pick opposite you no matter what, but I did want the Eagles because I looked at that and I'm like, I feel like the Eagles are just that team this year that the NFL – they like want them back in the Super Bowl. They want they want to give them a ring because they feel bad for not calling holding on the Chiefs at the end of the last Super Bowl. So let's let's get them back there. But yeah, I'm going Eagles. Uh, Browns at Rams. Rams by three and a half. I'm kind of surprised that the Rams are favored in this game. I know because of the Browns defense. So it's this. But after yeah. It's a, it's a really hard one because I want to pick opposite of whatever you do, but I don't know if I have that much faith in the Browns <laughs> or the Rams, whichever yeah, way you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to uh, – well, I'm going to take the Rams because of the way their offense is yeah. going. Yeah, it's – God, it's – But it's a much better defense, so we'll see if that offense stops. I don't expect – I don't expect Kyron Williams to have over 200 yards of from the line of scrimmage this game. Yeah. But. And and the Browns defense may actually be able to get a sack on Matthew Stafford. Um, True. I'm still gonna take the Browns. I just I just gotta pick different from you somewhere. Um, but the problem with this is like, Dorian Thompson Robinson hasn't filled me with enough confidence to think he could keep up in a shootout. So I have to hope that the Browns defense shuts down the Rams. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. But I'm taking the Browns. Uh, Chiefs at Packers, Chiefs by six. Chiefs at Packers. Oh, well, give me the Chiefs. And I hope that they blow the Packers out so people stop with this Jordan Love stuff. Yeah. Yeah. 
He had one good game against the Lions, and they're like, he's finally figuring out the offense. I'm like, no, or we played the Packers on Thanksgiving, which always ends up bad. Well, and, he, the, and then he played the Chargers before that, who are the worst defense in the NFL. So his two games of looking mm-hmm. competent are against bad defenses. Sorry, Detroit. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm like, yeah, sorry, dude. The, the Chiefs' defense is, is playing very well, uh, and this is Sunday night. Just absolutely destroyed. I'm going Chiefs as mm-hmm. well. Which probably, of course, means that the Packers are going to win. But whatever. Um, Bengals at Jags. Jags by eight and a half. I think that's fair. Jaguars for me. I wish I could pick I different. Bengals are going to win with Jake Browning. Sorry. I wish I could pick differently, but the Jaguars, they're like the Chargers. They have so much talent. You never know which team's going to show up. So if they lose this game, I won't be shocked. Um, I would just be ups- I'd be disappointed, you know, as they say. I'm not upset. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm going with the Jaguars, too. Sorry, Dad. All right, so we've got one, two, three, four, four different. All right, that's good. Hopefully I can make up some ground. If you stop getting yep. 12 right every week. <laughs> we need bonuses. We do, and um, there are actually a lot of games to pick from. Thankfully. Yeah, there's only two games or three games over seven spread, which is nice. Um, Should I double down and make the bonus the Saints? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you could. It'd be a I'll, waste if we both I'll did. make my bonus the Colts. Oh, the Colts. Okay. I'm going to take the Colts as my bonus. That's that's a close spread to do, uh, to do your bonus on. I like that. Taking a chance. I just figured you weren't going to pick that one, so. You thought I was going to take the Colts? No, I figured you weren't oh. going to pick your bonus on that no, game. No, no, no. No, no. And I like when they're different games. So. Yeah, I actually want to pick a game that we also picked differently so I can get myself um, an extra yeah. spot. So it's between the Eagles or the Texans. Mm. I'm going to go with the Eagles. So the Eagles will be my bonus. Bonus Eagles. Bonus birds. Well, we will see what happens this bonus week. Birds. The bonus birds. Bonus birds. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So fantasy review from last week. Uh, we didn't do terrible. We, uh, quarterbacks, you had Matthew Stafford. He was ranked 28th, finished 5th. Had a fantastic game against the Cardinals. I went with Josh Dobbs. He was ranked 17th and finished 24th and even lower if he has negative points for interceptions. So that sucked. Mm-hmm. Running backs, you had David Montgomery. He was ranked 19th, finished 15th. That's a win in my book. Um, Gus Edwards, he was ranked 32nd, apparently for a reason, um, because he scored (laughs) 4.7 points. Could not score a touchdown. Absolutely disappeared in that game for some reason. Um, That one hurt. Uh, Receivers, we both both hit that out of the park. You had Zay Flowers ranked 28th, finished 9th. I had Brandon Cooks ranked 41st and finished 23rd. And then tight ends, uh, we were on completely... Different ends of the spectrum here. You went with Donald Parham, <laughs> who was ranked 30th and finished with a single point. 
I don't even know how that works because you get a point for a catch. So it must have been a catch for zero yards. <laughs> I, I, I can't wait for next year's pick a defense because this tight end thing is garbage. Hey, it worked out for me. Uh, I went with Pratt Fryermuth, yeah. who was ranked 18th and finished the tight end one. Let's go. Um, but nice. you went three and one. I went two and two. So for the season, you are 21, 13, and six. I am 18, 16, and 10. So um, in both picks and fantasy picks, you are beating me this year. I've only got a couple weeks left to try to turn this ship around. <laughs> yeah, um, also, I like how you noted the team next to the player this week, as if I don't know what team Jared Goff plays for. Thank you. And it's no, it's only for. I did it for the tight end, uh, simply because that name. Who is that? So you just did it for everybody, just to. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'll put it on all of them. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, who's your quarterback? Even though I just said it. <laughs> yeah, Jared Goff, ranked 14th QB against New Orleans. I, uh, I gotta think that with how bad New Orleans defense is, that he's gonna shred them. Hopefully. I hope so. Even though that, see now you're 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 like jinxing him. Like we reverse jinxed them with the Saints pick. Now you're reverse jinxing him by picking him here. So, give me Derek Carr. <laughs> Actually, the way you've been on fire with your fantasy picks, you should. This should work out for you. But uh, um, I'm going Bryce Young. I picked the Panthers for the upset. I think new offensive mind. Uh, maybe they'll let him loose a little bit. He's ranked 22nd. Shouldn't be too hard to finish higher than that. But who knows? Um, Josh Dobbs couldn't do it. Shouldn't. We'll yeah. see. Josh Dobbs couldn't do yeah, it. So right. we'll, we'll see. Um, running backs. I'm going with Raheem Mostert. Because he is ranked 27th for some reason against the Commanders. I was about to say, <laughs> yeah. what? And they didn't even have uh, Devon, Devon A-Chain ranked much higher. And the A-Chain, I think, too, is, like, questionable. So if he doesn't play, yeah. um, I mean, most... Most yeah. will be... And not even that, but even if they both play, they've both produced in the same games before. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. we don't have a linebacker. Well, that's that coasting thing i was talking about yes yeah they've been coasting these guys are it's most moster didn't get hardly any points last week he didn't do much yeah they they need to so uh, this is a good opportunity for the dolphins to score 70 points again um so we'll <laughs> see but who do you We're got shooting for 80 yeah. in this one you know, gotta get hired i i i got Najee harris from pittsburgh uh now that They're scoring 400 yards of offense in a game. I'm hoping that uh, Najee Harris can get a good chunk of those large masses of yards against Arizona. Yeah. (laughs) Arizona. just got destroyed by Kyron Williams on the ground. Yep. All right. Receivers, I'm going with Jonathan Mingo. I'm going with Bryce Young, so I might as well just uh, stick with the Panthers against the Bucks. (laughs) He's ranked 42nd. Get the pair in. Yeah, there. I decided to go with the combo. It's so funny. Like, you fill yours out before me, so I just find the player you picked and look for ones around them. <laughs> and then I just count how far away they were, and that's where I know the, how the, I know their rank was. <laughs> and that's how I found Josh Downs from Indianapolis because he's the 31st ranked wide receiver against Tennessee, and Josh Downs has been really, really good this season. So I don't know. Why he's ranked so low, but I mean, I guess there's a lot of good wide receivers in the NFL. So, well, and then look for Josh Pittman. Downs, who I picked to win, 
to get a good one. Yes. Yeah, I think Michael Pittman's probably rated higher. Um, but yeah, they True. should they should both do well against Tennessee's terrible secondary. Uh, and then tight end. This one was tough. I, I really don't know, man. So I just went with uh, Okonkwo um, just because I, I love his name. Um, Chikazim Okonkwo ranked 14th tight end versus the Colts. So that other side of the Josh Downs. Um, it's the Titans. It's Will Levis. I, I don't know. He, he could either have zero catches or he could have six catches for 20 yards. But either way, he's ranked 14th. He only needs a couple points to finish higher than that. That dude's name reminds me of Alberto. Yeah, it's only it's like both his names. It's like Co. Co. <laughs> I, I only ever call him Oconquo, so I don't even know how to actually pronounce his first name. But I think it's uh, Chigazim or something like that. I don't know, but yeah, that makes more sense because I was gonna say Chigazim, Chigazim, but it's not. There's no U there. It's it's not stadium. <laughs> chugga 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 Chigazim. Who's your tight end? We're heading down to the Chugazium. Uh My tight end is Tucker Craft because I heard his name called a whole lot on Thanksgiving against the Lions. So I'm just going to go with the late last one I heard. And that's Tucker Craft, tight end for the Packers, ranked 25th against Kansas City's defense. So count that one as a loss already, but I had to put a name. Well, they should have to throw a lot. So um, I don't <laughs> yeah. think that's too bad. Let's see, he's got, in his last three games, he has eight targets. So, got a touchdown against the Lions. Starting to come along. Yeah, well, bad. Third round pick this year um, for Green Bay. So, I would, have had, yeah. I would have had no idea. You also have Luke Musgrave, who's injured. Yeah, that's probably why Kraft is starting to get more involved. Yeah, exactly. Nice. All right. So. Well, there you go. That is our week 13 preview. That is it. That is it also for, for season two, episode 20. There you go. So for everybody listening, thank you. If you're watching on YouTube, we appreciate you. If you're listening to the audio podcast, thank you as well. If you are listening or watching, go follow the other one that you're not doing. <laughs> That'll help us out. So if you're on the audio podcast, go to youtube.com slash at Coffin Corner. Hit that subscribe button. We appreciate that. If you're not, if you're on YouTube, you can go to any audio podcast app and you can find us on there at just search Coffin Corner podcast. You can find us on Twitter because I refuse to say X at Coffin Corners and you can find us on TikTok at Coffin Corner podcast. Richie, do you have anything else you want to say before we go? I do not. All right, great. Well, everybody, thanks for hanging out. We'll be back next week for episode 21 where we'll go over and uh, see which 12 games I got right and uh, see what happens from there. So until next week. I hope your team has an awesome week, unless they're playing mine, and I will see you next week. <laughs>